Welcome to the Healthcare Business Secrets Show, uh, where we interview industry leaders and experts to break down exactly what they're doing to understand how they're dominating their markets and getting such insane results so we can apply those to our own healthcare businesses so we can double our revenue and double our time off. In this episode, we're speaking with Maggie Yu. Uh, She is a functional medicine MD. She's been in practice for 24 years uh, and over the last three years has built a very large multi-million dollar online functional medicine program uh, working specifically with autoimmune disease and hormonal issues and she's now completely out of clinical practice just doing this online business and loving it she's very active with online marketing and today we're going to be talking to her a lot about what she's done to have so much success uh, one of them is that she runs a private facebook group with over thirty thousand active members welcome to the show maggie Thanks, James. Glad to be here. One of the reasons why I got you on the show is because of what you're doing with your Facebook group. And I think it's out of the box. I think that not a lot of people realize the the potential of developing communities and leveraging that into our clinics, our businesses, and our programs. And also because of what you're doing in the online space, a lot of people are scared to innovate. They're, you know, status quo, got to keep my head down and just do it like everyone else is doing it. And you've said, enough is enough. I'm sick of being in practice. I want to do this online thing and you've been killing it. So tell us a bit about your background, how you got into to doing this and, and why functional medicine and why online? Well, first of all, a little background on me is that uh, I obviously MD, uh, trained one of the best medical schools in the country, UCLA, family medicine uh, doctor for the first near decade of my career and really good at it. Okay. And part of what I call factory medicine too, I worked for two of the largest medical groups in this country, was medical director at one of them for several years. And what I realized for me personally was there was success there. However, I began to get sick with a lot of mystery illness and a lot of mystery symptoms. And what I found my first foray into it was actually I went into early menopause at the age of 36. And literally myself, what I would tell my patients was what my colleagues that I saw were telling me, which is, you're just getting older. And I'm like, hell no, I'm 36 years old. I'm not just getting older. (laughs) Something is really wrong. But I really had no answers. So really, I was prescribed birth control pills, antidepressants, and pain pills. Mm. And I got madder, fatter, and sicker. And as a result, I went into my own journey, really led by actually some patients who really brought me some books. And at that time, bioidentical hormones, natural hormones was really exploding. And there weren't enough MDs trained in it. And some patients had asked me to read several books. I contacted some compounding pharmacies. I went and learned a lot about it and ended up turning myself around with my own hormone issues and helping these patients do the same thing. So it was natural that several years later when I started my own practice, which was an integrated practice, it started out as a hormone practice. And I realized I could help myself up to a certain point until I couldn't. And then I realized that I actually had autoimmune disease, which was Hashimoto's. And it was through that journey and turning around and learning. At that time, guys, functional medicine didn't exist. I'm older than I look. And so... (laughs) (laughs) And so I had to really create my own curriculum and learn a lot and in building an integrative clinic and also practicing it. So I learned how to actually turn around autoimmunity, uh, my own autoimmune symptoms and many people's autoimmune symptoms. And over the next 12, 10, 12 years with this integrative clinic, worked with a ton of people, not only in hormone balancing, but autoimmunity. I began to amass a really big practice of autoimmune patients. And after a period of time with a lot of insurance changes that we're all aware of and compensation changes, there was a lot of distraction, this difficulty in maintaining a clinical practice as functional medicine with decreasing insurance uh, compensation and also patients struggling to pay for it. That kind of balance was really tough for me. 
And I forayed into an online program and started an online program about three years ago uh, on autoimmunity. And then in the last year, we launched some programs in Turning Around Hormones as well, my hormone masterclass. And both of the programs have been incredibly successful with tons of results that I was unable to achieve in clinical practice Mm -hmm. at the um, level of effectiveness and at speed of time and the level of transformation truly in people. So this is some, this is why I am in online medicine because the results and the transformations are just so much bigger, faster, and better. Why do you think that that's happening in the online space? Is it because of how you're, you know, what you're delivering to them? Is it because they're in a group? Um, is it because it's at home with them? Like, why do you think online uh, and program based has been so effective? I think that we're really used to an asinine, outdated model <laughs> in medicine where you go on one-on-one and we used to think that the physician you're seeing has all the tools and they have time. Not only do they have all the tools, but they have time to educate you. Well, mm-hmm. they don't have all the tools, nor do they have time to educate you. And so the, that model of dependency on that one person almost as a godlike figure is really, to me, a flawed model because our training of conventional physicians are so limited. So we're really going in one-on-one to a room where a person really, you have a splinter in your hand, they just have a saw or, yeah. and a machete, and you have a splinter on your hand. What do you need? A microscope and a tweezer. Well, don't you want somebody that has all the tools? So for me, the access, thinking outside the box beyond the one provider, one patient model, can I access thousands or hundreds of other providers who might actually have way more tools? And is there a better way with which this one-on-one can happen in a different way that actually educates me and I'm not dependent on this person? We have a model of dependency that doesn't work. So Mm -hmm. how do we create empowerment and independence? It's an educational model. And for me, you got to pair an educational model with what's missing, community. And when you do the two together, it's like napalm. It's incredibly powerful. Yeah. Now, you've got a very active free group, right? People join it for free as part of a community group. Why have you got that? Why is that working? And why do you think when you put people kind of in this group, does it stimulate so much conversation uh, and lead ultimately to clients and things like that? That's really a great question because a lot of people coming on the space was like, why bother with this? And for me is that people don't know what they don't know. And so if there is no existing models out there for what community medicine is like, meaning what, how they engage in a community and how that propels them to have more outcomes, if they don't experience that in any way, you can't in any way just tell people this works. So for me, having the Facebook group has been incredible because I utilize many different tools in the Facebook group, but in our Facebook group, Transform Autoimmune Disease Naturally, you, there is, we have units in there that are educational. We have alumni, hundreds of, you know, five, 600 alumni clients that are in the group that are also uh, contributing and answering questions, real people, real results. And that's the other thing too, is there's something about a Facebook online community where when you have education there in units, that's free. And you have real people with their real results. That's really key because people need evidence. And then number three, you actually create opportunities for community engagement, for them to engage each other that would otherwise not exist. Then suddenly it dawns on people that, hey, there's legs to this. This is something worth trying. We run a lot of challenges in our Facebook group. So it's not just like, oh, you go in and most Facebook groups, to be honest, in healthcare are really sad, you know, really people almost comparing battle scars and talking about how bad I am compared to you are. It's depressing. How many of you doctors and even people who are patients have gone into these groups and bounced right out? People don't leave our group. 
Why? Because we actually spend time to cultivate that it is an educational space. And we have challenges that we run in the group that really cause people, we just ended a 10-day water challenge in our group. And people are like, everybody tells me to drink water. But why is it in our group when we run a 10-day water challenge, why are there transformations? People whose pain is 10 level, now it's gone after 10 days. Why? It's not that it's impossible. It is absolutely possible, but they never had education, mentorship, and a community to do it in. So mm, guess what? A 10-day water challenge is life-changing in our Facebook group. And how, have you ever heard that anywhere else? No. So I love the space that we've created in our Facebook group to be able to provide even a 10-day water challenge transformation for people to, for them to sample a little bit of what even having a community is like as you go through your own health education and transformation. Yeah. So the questions in my mind are, how do you get people into your group? And then ultimately, how do you get them out? Like, how do you get them into your programs uh, and things like that? So start with how are you getting people into this group? What kind of got you into starting the group? How are you promoting it? Uh, that sort of thing. So for me, a couple things, which is that um, to me, there's a difference between bro marketing and when what I call like heart-centered marketing, connection-based marketing, uh, bro marketing, connection marketing. We're in a space where there's a lot of business coaches teaching doctors to try to how to do this. And a lot of it is bro marketing, which is broadcast marketing. And to me, it's really important to do, con- especially with my audience, when you're talking hormones and autoimmunity, the majority of it is women. And if most people in healthcare, you're marketing to women because they're the majority healthcare decision makers anyway, in families. So when you're talking about women, you cannot do bro marketing or broadcasting. You got to do some connection, a lot of connection and a lot of yourself, real authenticity. I would say that in how we attract is, is that we actually do run ads that are most of video. I love video because I feel like video is a better connection medium than a copy. So we use videos that are very connection-based that really connects with some really big pain points in my audience. And it's educational. I call it edutainment. I think it's important to have short edutaining ads for people on Facebook that says, hey, you like this? You like this um, content? Join the free Facebook group or join this, join this Facebook group so that there's no engagement. To, uh, there's no, um, the, nothing that they need, need to buy. They, are ju- they just got edutained by you uh, and they want more. So yeah. that's a great way to actually draw them in. So we run ads. They, are, they don't cost that much. We don't spend that much on it. It's uh, very low spend, but we draw about 50 to 100 people into our Facebook group every single day just because we're connecting through video ads that really keys into some heart. There's some heart mm. connection on this. So it's key pain points. And you're, you're actually providing value in your group, right? Your, your group is almost like it's a destination with information and community in it. People want to be a part of it. It's not just this arbitrary. And they don't just bounce group. in and bounce out. So for me, it's a philosophical question because people, and sometimes I even ask my team this, which is, is like, we had just had, for example, a 10-day water challenge. It's free to join the water challenge. We don't charge for people to join the challenge. And if you actually go look at while we're doing this challenge, how much content we're putting in there that I'm putting in there, how many lives I'm putting in there, it's tremendous number of hours and investment into the group that is free. We also are in there cheerleading and getting people to connect. We had certain challenges where people have to nominate two other people in the group to do certain things if they did it. And so there's a lot of this egging people on kind of thing that's going on. It is a lot of my time and a lot of my staff's time. But I can tell you that on the front of it, you're like, there's no immediate reward from a financial standpoint. But at the same time, the untangible is even more powerful, which Mm -hmm. is people that I've been following Dr. Maggie for two years. And it's not until I did this challenge, I realized this shit works. 
<laughs> and, yeah. or, you know, or they're like, she's been talking community, 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 but until they actually were part of this and saw the results that they themselves got. And in my group, when you watch, you could see actually people posting like crazy that been just lurking in the group or just joined the group and they're really engaged. So there are formulas and ways with which you can actually really put yourself out there with content, but really it's about getting people engaged. And that's a lot of it is me and my personality, which is I'm a connector. I'm an extrovert. Yeah. I really love to play all out and I like to engage people, egg people on, be mischievous because that's the real me. And guess what? The more real me I am, the more people appreciate it, love it and play full out. 100%, 100%. It, it kind of comes back to, it's like building a tower, right? Most people build a tower and there's no foundations. And so the wind blows and it falls over. And it's whether it's in your practice and it's you're the only source of clients because you're waiting for referrals or it's you who goes out and does an expo and does a health talk and, and brings people in and there's no back end. And so the same thing, with running ads, for example, or any promotions, if you don't have this community in the background that you're seeding constantly, then if those things stop working, then your business falls over. Whereas for you, you've got this audience, you've got this group, these engaged people, they'll always be there. Whether your ads are there or not, you've got 30,000 people that you can go and stimulate conversations with and ultimately get clients out. And I think that if we're, if we're looking at our business as how can we go and grab fruit rather than plant our own trees, I'll step back there a second, eating all the fruit instead of taking some of the seeds and then planting them. I think that's mm -hmm. super important. And you can't give too much. You know what I mean? It's not the information. It's the personality. It's the context. It's the insights that people need as well. Well, that's, I think a lot of people think like, oh, I can't just go in the uh, Facebook group and keep giving away content, right? Mm. And actually, when I think about it is I'm giving away content, okay? I absolutely am. But the thing is, is that, you know, like I could sit here, anybody can write a booklet on how to drink more water. And yeah. people can find that information anywhere on the internet. But it's actually the context that you build it in um, and the way that you play with it and you engage people that mm -hmm. really then it's like they're having fun with it. Yeah. That's the thing is how often has something as depressing as autoimmune disease or hormone imbalance been fun? Yeah. Never. Yeah. Right? So I, I like to bring fun into anything. I have a... <laughs> pretty wicked, mischievous sense of humor. And I love bringing that into every video I do or every live I do and every challenge I do. And the thing is, what I like about you talking about feeding the seeds is there is like rock stars that come up on these challenges. They are not my clients, mm. but they're in there and they're engaged and they're actually supporting each other so much so that I'm almost like, maybe I should hire this person. <laughs> <laughs> because pe like there really are people who will respond to that and they are seeds that will keep, and not only will they are interested in joining the program, but they also become very engaged in the group. I have people like today, we're a week after our water challenge and there's people who are superstars in the water challenge right now that are encouraging other people and giving them feedback and answering product questions that they got trained on during the challenge that my staff isn't. Somebody will say, oh, what's the deal with pro-collagen WB and water? What's so great about it? My staff isn't answering. It's other people in the group that are answering, which is beautiful. And I love the fact that, you know, and when I have a motto, which is, it's not real till it's posted. And I challenge people all the time. Somebody, I'm like, oh, you, you bought that collagen or you won that collagen. I want feedback. Tell me what it's like. And then they make a video. Actually, we have videos of people yeah. 
that are not even my current clients. They buy a product. They, I'm saying, come at me, bro. Break, give me some feedback. And they literally make a video and talk about it. And so that's the kind of thing that I think it's personality, but it's about connection, right? How yeah. would you connect with your friends? How would you connect with the real person? That's exactly what I do in the Facebook group. Um, you know, like at a, at a live event or if you're team building somewhere for work, what would you do there? Well, you do the same thing in a Facebook group because it's about connection and it and works. Yeah, I, I love it because your energy and purpose is coming through with this and so is your personality. And it means that there's not a charade, right? There's no wall. And so you can just keep going with it. Too many people try and market, they try and sell, they try and make a group. And it's like, if it's not resonating, then don't do it because it's, it's going to come off half ass and it's not going to work and people are going to hate it and they're going to be staring clear. And if you're making that group and you're not putting your personality in it, then it is that dead group as well. I love that because here's the thing is, let's say I'm doing a 10-day water challenge, right? It's not I'm sitting here selling something. I literally mm. am like having fun and delivering like fun. And like someone said, you're like the hostess of a party. Mm. That's the thing is, I think Maria said this. I don't know if you know Maria, but Maria says, you know, you got to think of yourself as the hostess of a party when you are the administrator of your Facebook group. You're not just broadcasting the people and they're receiving passively. You're the hostess of a party. So what are you going to do? So you're going to be sitting here creating events, fun, egging people on and, and party with them. For example, I have three cats. I'm a consummate cat lady. And you know what? I don't worry about it when they come on my videos. In fact, I welcome them on my videos. Half of the time, I'm sitting here on my video, my cat's in the back drinking my collagen water. And I'll be like, oh, there's bees drinking my collagen water. He needs collagen too, you know? Or their tails rushing right in front of me back and forth. And I'm seeing her go, <laughs> because I'm a real person yeah. and it's my real cat. So it's important those kinds of things I think really needs to come through uh, in how we nurture our Facebook group, but how we talk to people and connect with people. Be real. Be more right. real than anyone else. Otherwise, they, they, they sometimes see us on that pedestal and it's, it's not accessible. And I think that when we come down and actually be part of the, part of the party, part of the group. It's easy to engage. It doesn't feel like I'm watching and I can partake. And then when I do partake, just like you said, you've got these people who aren't clients coming out, being promoters, engaging people, being lifted up. And there's people that will ask them, is this real? What is this like? Talk to me about it. And then they will just inherently promote because there's that good energy being exchanged in the group. So let's talk about in a practical sense, how do we then take that group Obviously, we know how to grow it. We're engaging it. We're maybe running ads, maybe promoting it to our email list, things like that. But we're focusing on providing actual value that, that people want to inherently share themselves, which is you probably get a lot of people refer to your group. How do we then take that group and then get clients out of it? So what's the back end on this? Back end on it is that I think it's really important about connection marketing is you got to use humans to connect. And so unlike other people who don't invest in a team that actually actively chats with people in the Facebook group, we have full-time administrative and chatting staff to man our Facebook group. And what happens is, is that we actually will chat with people who are raising their hand and wants to be chatted with. So we literally provide opportunities where we're asking people questions, polls, opportunities to say, tell me where you need the biggest help. And the thing is, if you look at our unit section, we have over 120 videos at this point. So what happens is when we actually welcome people into our Facebook group, we actively ask them, tell us what's going on. Where do you need help with? And when they do, we actually answer. We have staff to say, you got to watch this unit. You got to watch this video. And some of them will be like, I want some help right now. We chat them directly. So mm. we actually provide value. The moment they come into the Facebook group, we tell, ask them where they need the help and we give them the help because our resource is so rich in the Facebook group that we have, you know, let's say someone says, I have Hashimoto's and rheumatoid arthritis. 
great. You want to see this video from Christina where she has Hashimoto's and rheumatoid arthritis and was able to turn it around in two months. Here's the link. Now, when we do that, it's like not only is that person benefiting from seeing that link, other people underneath it will see it and be like, I have that problem. I could use that link. And I'll even have alumni will be like, that was me two years ago. Thank God that I found this mm. program or whatever. So that's the level of engagement. The moment people come into the Facebook group, you're nurturing and connecting with them. And the person who's putting the post in there to say, hey, watch this video, they're also messaging um, the person and saying, you know, I tagged you in the Facebook group on this video. Let me know if you have any questions. There's you give them something and then you offer yourself to be a resource for them. And they will respond. Not everybody does, but people who really do want the help, they'll raise their hand. And it's typically about 10%. You can do 10 things with 10 people, but one out of those 10 people will want actual help now or they want to talk to you. They'll continue with that chat. So then we have people actively chatting with people to then say, hey, you know, here's, and people ask questions how much does your services cost? How does this program look like? That program look like? And we have resources for our chatters to actually respond to these questions that will lead them to book an appointment if they want to. Uh, right. It's just really being connected and providing resources and being helpful. So you're saying that, because obviously when someone joins your group, you can ask them questions. And then yeah. in a series of questions that you've got set up based on the answers that people give to those questions, you will then take their name and tag them in the specific unit training with a little message. Is that how you do it? Yeah, there's various ways you can do that. So we don't just randomly tag them. Let's say, because let's say you have, you know, 100 people joining the group. We're not going to go and tag 100 people randomly on videos. But one of the questions we do ask in the beginning is, would you like my help in turning around your autoimmune disease now? And if they say yes, they basically want us to actually message them. We will message them directly just from approving them in the group. But once we, we also do welcomes, and when we welcome people into the group, we also ask the question, tell us what autoimmune symptoms you want to turn around in the next 90 days in the comments below. Mm. You welcome 50 people twice a day. Out of those 50 people, I mean, you may have only five, 10 people that really do want to actively get some help. So we give opportunities for people to raise their hand. And only when they raise their hand and say, yes, I want your help right now, or yes, I'm going to give you the list of my problems and three symptoms, then we respond and we give them a resource because they want a gift. They want help. So we yeah. do it that way. So we don't have just you know 20 staff members sitting here messaging 100 people every single day. That's unnecessary. And not all of those people really do want the help either. So it's yeah. a way to actually very quickly help sift through who really actually wants the connection and the resources. Yeah. So I liken it to you're hosting a party, as you said, you've got the doorway in and people are queuing up to come in and you're asking some questions to find out more about them to see if they're ready right now or whether they're just kind of coming in to mingle in the party. And then you've got people ushering them throughout, starting conversations, connecting with them. There's you jumping on stage sometimes doing a, a talk. There's resources available. You know, you're welcoming people to the party saying, hey, these are all the new people to the party. And all you're doing is, is engaging and stimulating conversation that can be outsourced to assistants, virtual assistants, people in your team to manage some of it. And then you're sort of the central star of the show. Does that sound about right? That is correct. So we have an active team of people that we have that are connection experts working in the Facebook group to help connect those people with resources. Yes. And and engaging in chats with them. That's correct. Now you've got obviously a very large group uh, and a large operation. If if someone was to be starting a group or they had a small group, how do you see the, the flow being different? Because did you start with doing this all yourself or did you always have assistance? Is this something you could easily train, for example, a front desk person to do, or do you feel like you need to get experts? 
I think when people start a Facebook group, they should at least run ads for at least a couple months to fill the group. I really do. Uh, I think that organically, especially when you're starting out, it's near impossible to get those numbers up. And to me, when a group gets to about 10,000, it really gets a life of its own. Um, mm. So for me, like I, I always think it's a good goal to try to get yourself to 10,000. But I would love for people, like if you're starting out, is run some ads and get it to at least 1,000. And that's not hard. If you have some good video ads, good copy ads, you're truly providing value to people. It's not hard to get people to join a free Facebook group. So I think that flow is not any different. If anything, I would put more money in initially into spending on that just to build more. And later on, you could decrease that budget depending on how many people you want to come into that group. But workflow-wise, I don't see it any different with a smaller group. If anything, um, let's say you have 10 new people or 20 new people a day. Well, that's something you can manage yourself, which I personally never did because um, our Facebook group grew pretty quickly. Uh, and mm. I did run ads initially to it right away. And we probably hit a thousand within the first two months. It was not a place initially where we... It was just there as part of me starting this company. It was not a place where there was a lot of people actually turning into booking calls. Because we have a different route that people come and book calls with us, which is ads that go to webinar that goes to a booking appointment. And so I would say initially when we started our company, 95% came from the ad to the webinar to the call books. And then now that we're three years out, I would say it's 50-50. Mm. So it's, it's really fascinating. So I would say that the numbers, when you get to a certain threshold in the Facebook group and you have staffing to actually nurture those people, you see that shift where the quality leads that come from the Facebook group will start to go up. And then your reliance on the webinar leads will start to go down. So then you can become 50-50 or even higher. It depends. What I have found is, is that we deliver so much more value in the Facebook group than we do in a webinar to book appointment funnel yeah. that the kind of people that eat up that value and get results already come into booking a call. They're much higher quality and likely to actually do really well in the program and enroll in the program. Mm. So I really feel like there was a shift, you know, and in the beginning, it's kind of almost cheaper and easier to just rely on this webinar booking funnel, which is fine. But I don't think you want to miss the boat on building this Facebook group and, and also building staffing for that Facebook group to increase those numbers over time, because you're going to get much better quality if you're putting quality and value into that Facebook group. Yeah. Obviously, that's because people are further engaged. They're more familiar with who you are and they've been yeah. through more content, right? And they're more warm to you. Whereas someone who's seen an ad, who's watched a webinar, is a certain level of engaged, but they're still a bit more standoffish and more skeptical. That's what I've always found as well. And groups yeah. allow you to really nurture these people because if they're coming into it like, oh, I've seen you around, I've watched your stuff, I've engaged with your things, I did your challenge, they already know you. And how often do you get this? I know I get it where oh. it's as if the person knows you. And you're like, I don't even know who you are, but cool, we're going to sign you up. And they're like raving about you and have watched your stuff for a long time. I would say that if you, you look at, let's say there's 20 enrollments a month in one of the programs, I would say that at least 12 to 15 of them is in that category where they feel like that they already know me and they consume so much content. And I have husbands who will say, you're like the second wife in my bedroom because I, my wife is watching you every single night. I feel like I know you <laughs> every single night. I just hear your videos going on. <laughs> we yeah. hear that kind of story all the time, but it's to me, it's like, that's in a way, music to my ears that it is that engaging, it is delivering that value yeah. and not just the person, but their household is starting to get to know me and really um, buying into it as well. It's like, I'm always shocked 
we always require like on our final calls to really enroll people and educate them on what it is that we do. We always require the spouse to be present. And what I find is, is that when people go through the group nurturing, there's just so much more time and the partner has, a, has is also seeing some of those mm-hmm. videos and also seeing some of the results and changes in their spouse. So the level of buy-in in spouses is very high of the people who come through the Facebook group as an alternate yeah. appointment source. I, I just, I can't underscore the importance of that. But you won't start out in the beginning with that. But as you reach a thousand, as you reach, I think there's a ten thousand threshold. If you can get your group to ten thousand and higher, it becomes this organic animal that is really fun and engaging. And you, you say that they they know me, but I don't necessarily know them. The interesting thing is we have people that are so engaged. I actually know a lot of these people, and they've never been in my programs. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. If you yeah. were starting again, how would you place weight on a group versus, say, ads to a webinar in your case or, or any other medium if you were growing, whether it was a brick and mortar practice or an online program based practice? Well, here's the thing I think that these video ads are going to the group. You don't have to spend that much money. Whereas, like webinar ads and all the multiple targets and all that actually ends up costing pretty high. So, people's initial budget are going to be very highly skewed, thinking that, you know, I got to focus on this webinar thing. But even if you spent $10 a day, $5 a day on ads that feed the Facebook group, it is going to over time consistently think about mm-hmm. that. Even if you add 10 people to your group every day just from $5 per ads, in a month, that's 300 people. Mm-hmm. And that's $300. It's not a lot of money. And it's really worthwhile. So it takes time, but it's really worth it. It's one of those where as you slowly build on that, it gets exponential growth at a certain point. So I think that you don't, it doesn't have to be a high percentage, even $5, $10 a day on ads. I would even say if you want to initially, um, you know, if you want to put it higher, it's fine, but I wouldn't go over 20 bucks a day. And I never have gone over $20 a day for ads that run into, for people who join the Facebook group still don't run more than $20 worth of ads a day. Well, and how many applicants are you getting into the group a day? Uh, 50 to 100 average right now, mm. probably about 70, you know? Yeah. So, and that's yeah. about $20 of ads a day. But I think that there's something about video ads. My advice is to people would be to get really good at doing video ads that are, you know, I call it edutaining so that you're educating people, but entertaining them. Like don't doom and gloom it, <laughs> but I use humor. Like my ads for Facebook um, uh, to join our group, a lot of them have humor in it. So it's, it's amazing um, what a good video ad, especially if you, you only pay after they watch a certain period of time, it, it can appear in front of a lot of people and give you a lot of recognition. And uh, I find that video ads are more effective than probably copy ads into a Facebook group. But that may be because how I engage video and I just love it and people enjoy me on video. So that for me was a good medium. But if that's not your medium, I definitely would still do copy ads and I would still run at least you know 20 bucks a day just for people to join the Facebook group, provide some really good value in that copy. Mm. Where do you get uh, a lot of your influence? Where are a lot of the influences for you in learning this sort of thing? Because you've got uh, a way with it. You really understand how it works. And a lot of health professionals struggle with some of the nuances. So where are you learning uh, from these days? So it's interesting because my biggest learning is actually from business coaches, not medical doctors. It's interesting is that I think that as far as medical doctors that are leaders in online marketing or programs space, I really don't think there's many. And that's why for me, I everything that I've learned, I've learned from business coaches that are 
they're doing uh, online programs. So, you know, you can look at things like, you know, Gary V, what Gary V is doing with content, you know, and how we repurpose content. It's like all my, when you look at mentors and people I look at, they are all like business coaches. Mm. So I don't look at what other medical doctors are doing at all. In fact, I purposely don't because I like doing something contrarian. Interestingly, if your audience are doctors or medical providers, none of us were taught how to run a business. And none of us were taught how to run an online business or how to do sales and marketing. None. And so for me, spending the last three years really immersing myself in various group mentorship programs of business coaches, masterminds that are business coaching masterminds, is worth its weight in gold. Because when you apply those methods to the medical space, immediately none of your competition is doing it. Exactly. So you're already ahead of the crowd because you're doing something that's the opposite of what everybody else in your space is doing. So my ads don't look the same as any other doctor's ads. My, you know, I, you know, my videos aren't the same. My presence isn't the same. Why? Because I'm not learning from doctors. I am learning from successful business coaches and in masterminds with them. Exactly. Exactly. I think that we need to be looking outside of what, because the problem is with, when you look at your neighbor and you say, oh, what are they doing? And then I'm going to try and take that stuff and maybe make it my own. It's still all in the same pond and we need to be branching out. And that's why I'm bringing people like yourself into the show is because we're looking at different people. What are they doing in their industries? Why are they having success that's unique so that we can learn things from it? And so when you're connecting with people who are outside of your industry and you're taking that knowledge and you're applying it to your own, there's a reason why you're ahead. It's because you're looking at the problem differently. You're looking for different solutions. Well, think about it. Just running a Facebook group, right? A lot of um, what I did the first year in my Facebook group was I broadcast it. I thought I just had to throw content and broadcast and be the authority what I call bro marketing, which is what everybody else is doing. And it worked up to a certain point and then it didn't because you know what? Your audience gets really tired of you broadcasting to them. Yeah. And I made a conscious decision about you know a year and a half ago that, you know what? I'm just going to be me. I'm going to relax, chill out. I'm going to be me. I'm going to be playful. I'm just going to be me. And I ran a, I think it was a hormone challenge I did around Black Friday. And I just said, I'm going to be just me. And the response was, completely tenfold of what any other thing I did in the Facebook group was. And it dawned on me was like these concepts, like a business coach was the one, Maria, who said to me, you know what? You're the hostess of a party. How many doctors running online programs are hosting the hostess of a party as of, of a Facebook group? Nobody. So this is also why when people come in, it's a totally different experience. But where did I learn that? I certainly didn't learn that in the doctor space. I learned yeah. that from business coaches who are doing, who are killing this and applying it to the medical space, and it's completely out of the box in the medical space. Yeah, hundred percent. I've got one last question for you, and I ask everyone this: You got sixty seconds. What's one thing that healthcare business owners can do this week to increase their impact, their revenue, and their freedom in their businesses? Sure. I think the first thing that I started was I actually had a friend challenge me to thirty days of Facebook Lives. And 30 days of Facebook lives, if you've never done it, and which I never did at that point, was completely daunting, out of the box, scary as hell. But I did it and I committed to it. And And I would say, egg on a friend to do it as well. So you are holding each other accountable. You don't just do it for three, four, five days. You tell your audience from day one, you're going to be doing 30 days of it. And you do 30 days of Facebook lives. And before you do it, go on YouTube and watch what's the best way to do Facebook lives. Seriously, they're free. 
there's the seven, nine minute video that I watched that I started with. And then I did my 30 days of Facebook lives. And I will tell you right now is, is that the reason I am so comfortable on video and I love it so much and it's worked for me is because I actually was really uncomfortable and I hated it and I did it anyway. And yeah. that's what I started with. And I did not give myself an out. I told people, I am doing 30 days of Facebook Live, no, come hell or high water. You know? and, and when you do that live and publicly, you cannot back down. Put yourself in that space so that you actually do something really uncomfortable so that you grow. Did you do this on your personal profile, your page, your group? Where do you, where do, you do this? I didn't have a group then. I literally was sitting in my clinic and I just said, I'm doing 30 days of Facebook Live. My online program hadn't even started. It was like I was developing my online program between August and December of that year. And it was like, I think November that I just said, I'm going to do 30 days of Facebook Live. And I just thought up some topics. And at that time, I just thought it was all content, content, content. I'm just talking to the camera with content. And that's what I did was I just thought up some content and I just started talking. And they were really long, way too much content. And in hindsight, really like... Definitely what I'm not, not what I'm doing right now, but it was so valuable because it got me not to be scared because how, what are some things that's one-on-one doctors are the most scared of is, well, making mistakes, mm. <laughs> not knowing what to say, being stumped, not being the authority on camera live. And that's exactly what I think you should do to get yourself really uncomfortable. Don't be afraid of mistakes and commit yourself to doing it for 30 days without any, there's no excuse, you can't stop. And that to me, after I did that, I was like, man, I did that for 30 days. I can do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing was scarier, harder than that up to that point. And so that was, I think, the best first hurdle to do. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can our audience connect with you online? DrMaggieU.com would be great. And our Facebook group is Transform Autoimmune Disease Naturally. And our hormone class is myhormonemasterclass.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Now, if you want to find out more information on how you can grow your healthcare business, I want you to get a copy of my book. Uh, You can visit practicemasterymethod.com where I talk about the nine accelerators on how to grow a seven-figure healthcare business or add seven figures to your revenue. Uh, There are free training. There's free resources that will be shared in the show notes as well. So go and check those out. Uh, And as always, keep at it, keep hustling uh, because we've got people to help, money to make and freedom to have. I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the show. If you like the episode, please hit subscribe and leave us a review. I'd really appreciate it as it helps us get our episodes out to more people just like you who want to know how to increase their revenue, impact more people and build businesses that work for the lifestyle they want. Now, I know your time is valuable and I know that you are here to learn the secrets to success in your health business. So I have something special for you just for checking out the episode. Now, if you're a health professional, coach or trainer in business, and you're serious about growing a profitable, impactful business, then pay attention. Because as a listener of the show, I want you to win. And so I've created a host of resources available exclusively for listeners of the show. So if you're tired of trying to figure out this game of business, marketing, and sales all on your own, and you're ready to just implement what's already proven to work rather than reinventing the wheel, I want you right now to go and check out healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. That's healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. And there you will find over $5,000 worth of trainings, resources, and coaching available only for listeners of the show. Again, that's healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. There I'll give you the resources on everything from how to acquire 10 times more of your ideal clients using social media and paid ads, even referrals, how to increase your client conversion into packages at an 80 to 90% conversion rate like me, 
how to retain your clients for longer, getting them better results and making them happier, how to increase your prices and charge a premium to work with you and how you can build a six, multi-six, even seven-figure practice just like I did, but with a tenth of the time and a tenth of the effort. What I want you to realize is that everything I teach comes from exactly what I did to have success and still have success in my own health business and I want to share that with you so you can have success too. So go check out healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider right now and let me help you win big in your health business. Also remember to subscribe for two episodes every week full of the secrets to have success in your health business as well as leave us a review so we know what you thought of the show. And I'll see you on the next episode.